0: on Texas football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today uh, by Jerry Hamilton, Ian Boyd, Justin Wells, all of InsideTexas.com. Huge recruiting weekend, already getting started. Uh, Jerry and Justin have been reporting uh, ever since, uh, really, Jerry started a thread
1: last night at I think at 7 p.m. It's already got uh, 40,000 oh. views on it. <laughs> About, we're over 600 responses. And <laughs> Closing in on 60,000 views, and the kids just got to Austin. So if you're not on Inside Texas, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> there's like six. There's only six players on campus. We still have a full day of this, man.
0: Hey, I'm, getting, hey, I'm a by this, tracker. Hey, by the way, real quick, I want to say, Justin, you've got to get back. I wanted to bring you on real quick because you've got to get back to, to moderating message boards and getting some info, information out there uh, as it breaks. Uh, while Jerry, uh, Ian, and myself do this, uh, Eric is obviously working as well. Uh, on the boards today, too. Uh, but, Justin, I want to bring you in and get your feelings real quick on the 20 guys they're bringing onto campus uh, and some late notes, one of which was a crystal ball uh, RPM, I should say. Excuse me. That's my old network. An RPM in for Kobe Black, the cornerback out of Waco, uh, that everybody in the country is really, really high on. You and Eric Naleen both put in a, a crystal ball for him. I wanted to ask you about that before we let you go and get going
2: yeah that's actually something that uh, we have been discussing for the last few days i think joe cook and i were talking about it on monday i got to catch up with kobe and i got to catch up with his dad a few times this this week and at the end of the day i couldn't find out who was second place i knew texas was in the mix i knew they they looked really good they kept building from the springtime and then i i would say okay well where are you going next well we're don't really have a place. Well, who, who else, who else is standing out? Well, there's not really a a few other schools we're really talking about. And so to me, it was a process of elimination, Kobe black versus the field. And and then last yesterday, Eric and I got some more info and it's like, guys, I I feel tremendously strong about this happening now. And that's why uh, Eric and I took, took, took the plunge. Um, Jerry had had a pick in there, I want to say, in late April, early May already. We're all at 75%. We're all going down together. We're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Jerry was on this about a month and a half ago. And as like I said, we've been talking about this for the week, about you know somebody that would be a good one. And I thought, guys, I can't think of anybody Texas is going against for Kobe Black. It, and it was, it was really- LSU.
1: They'd yeah, back- LSU was really the one, right, Justin, because he was going to stay. He's staying close to home at the end of the day. I know he went to visited Ohio State with Corey yeah. and Jordan Johnson, but that this guy's staying close to home at the end of the day, just like his brother did. When I, when I went and saw him last <laughs> summer,
2: LSU, TCU, and Oklahoma State were really the three schools that were kind of pushing the most. And I, I want to say Texas wasn't pushing as much. I go back and see him in December for a basketball game with Jelani McDonald, Terry Joseph's ramped up the pre- he, he ramped up the conversations the connections then the dad started getting more involved and the mom started getting on the ball this and, and jerry and bobby you guys know this kobe black comes from a family of athletes his dad played at kansas state under bill schneider his yeah. brother plays co- his starting corner at oklahoma state and he and, and his older brother played a junior college basketball so kobe's and kobe might be pound for pound the best athlete of the group and so at the end of the day man it Texas and Kobe Black makes way too much sense.
1: Hey, so I, Ian, don't mess up this recruitment talking about the Oklahoma State secondary. All right,
0: <laughs> hey guys,
1: breaking down the Oak State secondary. Be careful. <laughs> hey, I've got to be.
0: I've got to be honest. I know you got to get back to it, Justin. Anything else you want to say? Uh, you're you're uh, you've talked to several people already this morning. Uh, anything else you need to add before we let you go and get back to the message boards on InsideTexas.com? Yeah, we're,
2: we're, I'm about to put up two updates on InsideTexas, so guys need to, to, to go to the board right now. Uh, Colin Simmons' flight should be landing in about 30 minutes. Um, he didn't want to drive. Colin said, you know what, I'm going to take it to the air. <laughs> and so he should be arriving in about 30 minutes. And then we've got uh, Corey and Gibson told me he's really looking forward to hanging out with with Jordan Johnson-Rubel, with Kobe Black, with Selman Bridges uh jonte cook is going to be his host and then he he wanted to make sure that i reminded everybody he's an early enrollee and so he will be on campus in early january at the school he picks i think that's going to be a decision around july i don't think this thing is going to play out very much longer and all texas fans do not forget
0: to wish cory and gibson a happy birthday tomorrow all right hey justin happy birthday to you by the way earlier this week as well what is that 19 for you Yes. 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 It, it's
2: my it, Yeah. I just, I'm two and a half. Hey, Hey, I, in two years, I'm going to be able to drink. I can vote. I can go get a pack of cigarettes. I'm probably going to need a pack of cigarettes after I put these new updates up. <laughs> All
0: right, Justin Wells. Thank you for joining us, man. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, right now we have a special on inside Texas, by the way, uh, three months for $1 during this recruiting frenzy. It's kind of an archiversary, by the way, uh, a year ago today,
1: Arch Manning, committed. I, I believe we're still in the live stream at this point in time, Bobby, a year ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, so long story short, three months for one one
0: dollar or one year for fifty dollars at InsideTexas.com. It, you're not going to get the offers like this very often. So please join us as subscribers. Uh, we're also going to take your questions today. Obviously, that's what we do each and every live stream. I've got Ian Boyd here, who uh, is is uh, not as much a big recruiting guy, although I do think he has some Unique recruiting takes as they relate to scheme and X's and O's. Uh, But a lot of this, obviously, uh, we'll be talking about recruiting and we'll be doing that uh, for everybody here today. Uh, Appreciate everyone making their time to join us as well. We also need to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, That's Andy Ludicky at MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in owning your own business uh, and possibly looking at a franchise as a solution, uh, then contact Andy at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. That's 404-973-9901 or Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. He's a guy that takes you through the process, knows what everything costs, how much time it takes you, and can make sure you get the right one uh, for yourself. All right, uh, let's get it going. Jerry, you've been working the boards uh, impressively today for Inside Texas and last night. Uh, Latest news and
1: updates that you have that you think uh, people need to know about? Yeah, I think... uh a couple of interesting things here. You know, we reported earlier in the week, we talked about Nate Kibble was coming in for an un- official visit this weekend, uh, offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman out of Atascacita. So there was an official visitor added, uh, w- which I always think is a big deal. Um, and the way this one was added was interesting to me. Um, Nate visited AM the 9th through 11th, same weekend that Daniel Cruz uh, and a couple other guys were there. Uh, Blake Ivy, who was at Texas last weekend, and he would have re- was originally taking his recruitment into the fall, uh, but he had a change of plans. I think you know these kids are on text message; they know kids are each other committing soon, um, and I think they start these kid colleges start to put a little pressure on these kids. And um, it was Kibble's parents who reached out to Texas midweek and, and said, "We we'd like to set up a visit for this week." Um, and Texas jumped on that. So, Nate Kibble from Atascocita, 6'3, 315 pound uh, offensive guard prospect, is in town this weekend to go with Daniel Calhoun, Daniel Cruz, uh, and Mackay Sena. So, Texas does have four offensive linemen on campus this week. And I'll say this I think they would take all four if anybody's wondering if they'd take Kibble. I don't think you schedule a kid for official visit this week, quick, if you're not willing to accept this commitment.
0: I agree with you. Um, I- Look, I, I think we've got, we've already got a number of questions going. And so I'm just going to try to skip right to it and yeah, get everybody involved. You, you agree with that, Jerry? Yeah, 100%. Ian, you okay with that, bud? All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Jerry, this one from, from Rodolfo Esquivel. Can <laughs> Anthony Hill, little brother, lead the Colin Simmons recruitment? Anthony Hill's little brother, if everybody remembers, huge Longhorn fan, probably contributed to Anthony Hill
1: himself going to Texas last year. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. It's a, a good one. Um, but, yeah, I think the moms are more important on this one. I'll say that. Uh, and, and I think Colin himself is an alpha male. Um, and Colin uh, will make his own decision with help from mom. I'll say that. Got it. All right. And I still think that's Texas LSU, guys. I'm not backing off of it. I know he had the South Beach experience of a lifetime, uh, which very few football recruits get to have. Um, I guess we should get Brock Edwards on this live stream and get him to relive his uh, Miami official visit, which his mom said, nope, you're going to Texas. It was that crazy. Uh, So, uh, But yeah, I think Colin Simmons is still going to be Texas or LSU, guys. Uh, By the way, you
0: mentioned LSU. uh, The Tigers getting handed down a three-year probationary uh, sentence from the NCAA. You got to wonder if that's going to play any role whatsoever uh, in this uh, situation. Uh, with their uh, guys that are being recruited by them right now. Uh, it was a former staff. Uh, some people are are affected by this and some recruits aren't. Let's just be clear. Right. So it's maybe too early, I think, Jerry, for us to comment on whether that's going to have a real impact. Right. Um, all right, Jerry, do you see Texas taking five interior DL for 2024?
1: What's the number, Jerry? I think the number is four. I think once you get past that, I mean, it gets a little shaky. Um, could you, could you take four now? Maybe one guy late possibly, but I mean, look, there, there are a lot, you have to answer a lot of questions once you hit four and you're still wanting another one. I would say that that that's kind of the number for that position and for in this cycle.
0: Got it guys. Feel free to get questions in. We got plenty of time and we're going to try to do that. Uh, Ian, this one's for you. Who do y'all see being the primary third down pass rusher? Do we have a stud on the edge this year or will it be another collective effort? for QB pressures and sacks. My answer is TBD, to be determined. Ian, what
3: do you think? I Maybe Anthony Hill. I think they're going to mix Anthony Hill into that uh, group on third down. But I think they're also probably going to blitz and try to create matchups and angles for everybody. It's kind of overwhelmed with pure numbers. They have a lot of defensive linemen that are maybe not like star pass rushers, but if you give all of them a one-on-one matchup on the same play, somebody's getting through. And so I, I think they, that may be sort of their approach. But right now I, right now probably Anthony Hill would be the guy that would be most likely to get schemed into traditional you know, edge opportunities or inside stunts. You know, Pete Kwiatkowski at Washington, what he was maybe known best for was looping his outside pass rusher inside. Uh, and some zone blitzes. And Anthony Hill probably be very good at that as well.
0: Here, here's the thing that I would say to that. Baron Sorrell, uh returning leader in sacks, I believe, uh, for yeah. the team. He's back. Uh, but you also have uh, a guy like Alfred Collins, who we think is, is starting to come on come on a little bit as an interior guy. I think it's going to be more uh, – he used the word collective effort or the word's collective effort. I think that's a good term. Um, especially as Anthony Hill is only a freshman, right, and and may end up being that guy. But seeing him be that guy almost from day one uh, would be a a true rarity, uh, in my opinion. But uh, good question. Ethan Burke, watch for him as well, guys. Uh, I think that's why he's probably more likely to start than Justice Finkley, to be honest with you. He he provides Texas a little bit more of a pass rush uh, at that one edge position uh, as well. All right, uh, let's keep going down. Thank you all for your questions so far. Um, let's going to go here with QWERTY. Uh, will Choice Tashard Choice get promoted by Texas or will he get poached soon? Um, I don't know about poached. You're not going to go anywhere other than Texas inside college football. Um, and Tashard Choice gets played really well by the University of Texas as a running backs coach, as well or better than most running backs coaches in the NFL. Um, and Texas can match that as well. Furthermore, Deshard Choice seems to have a penchant for recruiting that would make him more valuable in the college game than he might
1: be in the program. Great point, Bobby. That's Jerry,
0: your, point. your your thoughts?
1: I think that I think you just made a great point. Look, I mean, Christian Clark committed Friday. Um, hold the phone. I mean, for Jarrett Gibson, I mean Thursday. I mean, Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, it is Friday. We're losing days. Yeah, uh, Jarrett Gibson will be soon. I mean, that's my prediction. Uh, it's a ninety percent; should be a hundred. Um, he got Cedric Baxter last year. I mean, look, you're right. His his value in recruiting, his profile is only getting bigger and bigger in the college game. I I'm kind of of the opinion that you know, does he take swings at a UTSA head coaching job if Jeff Trailer gets another job? That's where I think Texas could lose him is if he has an opportunity as a head coach to go straight to the head coaching rank somewhere. Um, You know, there were some rumors that Georgia tech was looking at him. I don't think that ever got serious. Um, But you know, I think that's more of the concern than the pro game right
3: now. There's really right. There's like three main skills in coaching. There's connecting with kids. There's teaching kids. Yep. And then there's coordinating kids. Yep. And a lot of times these top recruiters don't have the coordinating or the teachings. I mean, it's choice might. I don't know. But a lot of times it's more the connection, and that's why, to Jerry's point, the next step from position coach might be head coach. Yeah. So
1: that they don't – It's the Stan Drayton model, right? I mean, he's not going to go be an OC somewhere. It's one of those jobs where you go be a head coach. I think that's where Texas in two or three years – but here's the thing. If Texas has enough success on the field – and they're in a college football playoff, and the guy gets the Akron job. You say thank you very much for helping get to the play- get Texas to the playoff. Bottom line, right, guys? I, I look, these guys are. There's no doubt they want to probably go up as they get older, right? Yeah, and,
0: and uh, attain more responsibility and more profile. the The reality of it is, he's in a great situation right yes. now, but he's also part of why it's a great situation. He's making it a great situation. I think it's a symbiotic relationship. To be honest with you, that that is really good for both parties. Been there is no doubt. Uh, he is becoming. I mean, a lot of people say Brian Hartline at Ohio State is the best position recruiter in the country. Uh, the wide receivers coach at Ohio State. Hard to hard to argue that. Well, right now it's really hard to argue that with Sashard Choice at running back.
1: Yeah. I mean, any any thoughts about that? No, I mean because here's the thing: it's also evaluation. He evaluated Jameer Gibbs out of high school and got him the Georgia Tech transfers to Bama first round pick. So it's not like he's been at the power school at Alabama or Texas and could go pick the guy he wants. Um, And I'll tell you the other thing is there's a lot. This guy has a lot of trust in his eyes and and in his and in his mind because in this last cycle. Everyone thought he was crazy for passing up Ruben Owens out of El Campo, who was the number two running back in the country. Well, he went and got Cedric Baxter out of Orlando. He just thought that was the guy. That was a better fit for him. That was a better fit for Texas, the Texas offense. Doesn't mean he's right, but I'll say this. He'll stand on the table if he thinks he's right. And that Bobby, Ian, that's a big part of all this. I I agree. I'm looking at something right now so I can get our trivia question right.
0: Okay. And I think I've got it. All right. Here's the trivia question sponsored by Last Stand Hats. Okay. And, I, you know, if I'm wrong, I didn't do enough research on this prior to because I got busy uh, following what you were writing on the message boards, to be honest with you, Jerry, to make sure I, I caught up with everything right. Arch Manning committed one year ago today. Yes. Who was the very next commitment
1: Oh my God, Longhorns! That's a great question. Thank you. And I don't know the answer. I, the I appreciate that. Look, I don't know the answer off the top of my head. I know E Kim will find out really quickly. I don't know the answer off the top of my head because it happened so fast.
0: Yep. What happened that next Sunday? Right. And it was, I know
1: who it is.
0: Who was it, Jerry? No, Where no, you no. Going? I don't want to give it away. Okay. Let's see if anybody else has got it. Uh, and I again, will they, admit,
1: I, by, by the way, for all you guys on the stream, I'll admit it if I was wrong. I will not lie and say, yeah, it was my answer. Let's see. Okay. Uh, it was, I believe, who's got it?
0: I'm trying to see if anybody's got this. I had this.
3: Oh. oh.
0: Okay. I had Jaden Chapman being the first one to domino that weekend, Jerry. It was the four offensive linemen. Yep. Uh, him, Connor Stroh, and and I could be wrong. Trevor Grusby was one that committed it, that he day. He was later. I think Kojo was before. I was going with Kojo, but I think I was wrong. Okay. It's one of the – look, bottom line, four offensive linemen committed in a day. Uh, and that, those those are the group. Thank you all for participating. Thanks for Last Hand Hats uh, being part of it. Uh, one year ago today, Arch Manning uh, became a Texas longhorn Uh, Recruiting onslaught ensued. And to be honest with you, Jerry and Ian, that's kind of what we're feeling right now uh, is that it feels like Texas is on the cusp of some pretty big news. Uh, Let's go uh, back to the uh, chat questions. Uh, If you do use last hand hats, make sure you use Bobby 10 as a code. It will get you uh, 10% off automatically. Uh, Hats like this as well, just so people have an a. Uh, knowledge about that. I'm looking through the questions. Let's go to Kevin Johnson. Most important recruit for Texas to land
1: out of this weekend at each position. It's a great question. Um, well, running back, there's only one Jarrett Gibson. Wide receiver, there's two. So we'll pass on that. There's not a tight end, but offensive line. Um, look, it, I think it's tough for me. Uh, Daniel Cruz, I think, has all these Casey Stuttered qualities, but he plays center but most important to land eventually be Daniel Calhoun. Uh, I said it on our show yesterday, Bobby, look, this to me would be the most impressive recruiting win that Steve Sarkeesian and staff have had since they've been at Texas. And I know people are like, why he got Arch Manning? Uh, Look, he's a, Steve Sarkeesian's a quarterback guru. He's got a great uh, quarterback resume going into Atlanta, Georgia and getting one of the top offensive tackles in the country, who, by the way, is being hosted by Kelvin Banks, if that tells you how Texas feels about Daniel Calhoun's chances to play left tackle. Um, The dad played linebacker at Alabama. Georgia's on top of the college football world. Tennessee's been recruiting a kid for three years. They're three hours away. This is not a recruitment that Texas should win at this point in time over Georgia over Alabama and maybe even Tennessee because they're closer to home coming off a really good year when they beat Bama. If Texas wins this recruitment just because of those circumstances and where this kid is, I think it'd be the most difficult and most impressive recruitment yet for Steve Sarkeesian and his staff as a whole.
0: Got it. Uh, what about uh, defensive? Ed? What about Edge? You got to say Colin Simmons. Yeah. I mean, because he's probably the number one recruit in the class. What about the defensive front, Jerry? Uh, Dominic McKinley, T, T.J. Lindsey, Terrence
1: Hibbler, Jaden Jackson, Alex January. So I, I'm torn on this. I'm not going McKinley, actually, on this one. I'm I'm probably going – I'm probably going to go Jaden Jackson. And, and, and the reason I say that is, one, he plays over the ball, and I think he's, he's an early enroll, and he comes in physically with a physical power – Hand strike and mindset to be an impact player. But then you look at the, the kids from Brownsburg, Indiana. Texas sent won out in Indiana. The kids at IMG. Texas sent one many at IMG. The competition is official visits to Florida, Ohio State, Miami, uh, Texas, and Oklahoma's in it. Again, this isn't a recruitment that Texas should win. But if they do, and this ranking is underrated, Bobby, you watched him today. Does that look like a three-star player on tape to nah, you? No, no, nah. <laughs> I mean, no. It's like a- Georgia took a three-star defensive lineman today. That's not a three-star. Right. I mean, right, right. And these things change. So we're not bragging on the re- recruiting rankings. Uh, but this would be a huge win because kids are from Indiana. He's at IMG. It's a national recruitment. Now he does have family in Texas. I, I will tell people that. I put that on our. Uh, Five star visit weekend thread earlier this morning, uh, but that would be a huge win. Um, then we could skip linebacker. Nobody, DB, Bobby. Um, you know, to me, I think we all think Texas leads for for Kobe Black. The biggest one would be Wardell Mack, just because the success Texas has had in Louisiana since they've been, since this staff uh, got to Austin. It's a um, staff that was built to recruit in Louisiana. They got Jamon Tapp year one. They'd come off Arch Manning, Derrick Williams, uh, Randall, some other guys out of Louisiana. But if they went in there out of John Eric and Morero and got Wardell Mack over Corey Raymond at Florida, Florida State, who I'm sure Bobby covered many Bobby Bowden wins in New Orleans, and LSU after they beat Bam and went to the SEC title game, if Terry Joseph and Sark got that one done, that would be a pretty big win for Texas. I, I completely agree. I think he's got the speed to be a true corner too. Yeah. He's we so talked not, about he's that, uh, Jerry. Uh,
0: from River Oaks Art Society, uh, Sark has been exceptionally good at selecting assistant coaches. Ian, uh, he says, I think every coach has been productive. What do you think about Sark uh, in his selection of assistant coaches based on what you know at this point?
3: Solid. I don't know if the Brennan-Marion um – Saga was really that great for Texas. They weren't like outstanding at wide receiver last year. And uh, he was in and out in just a year and they had to replace him. So I, I'm trying to think of the other, I mean, generally, I, mean, I don't know that he said to fire anyone. So it definitely hasn't been bad. Um, you, you wonder to what extent he's bringing in other guys to bring in ideas on offense. I think that'll be something to watch in the future. He, Isn't he that to, what maybe
0: a Paul Chris does though, for, from a special assistance role?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that the special assistants have been obviously really impressive. Gary yeah. Patterson, Gary Patterson obviously brought in a ton and uh, we'll see with Paul Christ. I forgot about that. That could be a pretty instrumental one as well.
0: The thing that Paul Crist is known for, let's just talk about this because I think this is a good segue for, He's more outside zone, right? Um, Ian, th- doesn't he do more of that than what Sark has done
3: in the past? I don't know that, about more. He's definitely, I'd say he's pretty compatible with Kyle Flood. Um, his system at, I mean, he was part of the Barry Alvarez extended system at Wisconsin, which was the same thing as Flood. Just go find the enormous people, of which there were many in Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> develop them in like varied run schemes and just mash people. And uh, I think probably Chris brought more to the table at Wisconsin than they'd had before in terms of actually like pro-style passing. You get some of these Wisconsin kids at tight end, move them around, uh, Duke some progression passing. They were really good. I, th- I think they had a couple big years with like uh, Russell Wilson and Scott Tolgen it like dropped 70 on somebody in the big 10 championship game with Paul Christ. So he's really good at the mash you with big people side of the equation. he's also really good at the, at the passing deal. He, he may be really helpful for, for kind of fleshing out the passing game for Ewers And then also for Arch Manning, honestly, I wonder if, if will tap some of that, some of that insight.
0: All right. We've got some more questions here. That's Ian Boyd of inside Texas, Jerry Hamilton inside Texas as well need to thank our sponsor Uh, each week. uh, The Friday live stream is brought to you by Andy Ludicky of myperfectfranchise.net. Andy is the guy you want to call if you're looking to own your own business, uh, a franchise potentially. Uh, What he does is take your information and try to place you in a business that fits your skills and skill set, as well as the time that you have to give to it. Uh, Contact him at andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Or 404 973 9901. Thank you, Andy, uh, for your sponsorship. Jerry, I want to go to you real quick because I think this is a good question and a legitimate one uh, as we talk here. Um, not to be from uh-huh. King not to be a Debbie Downer, but which recruits can we give up hope on? Micah Hudson was one, right? I mean, I think all of us have kind of earmarked him towards Texas Tech at this point.
1: Yeah, I, that's one. I was trying to think. Um, back on last weekend, which seems like a month ago. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know there's one right now. Uh, well, Nair Daniels. Blake Ivy, maybe? Is he? Um, out? Mm, I'm not ready on Blake Ivy yet. I, I think his parents might prefer Texas over AM. We'll see what happens at LSU. But here's the thing Texas may fill up too. Nair Daniels, you can uh, definitely give up on that one. He canceled the Texas official visit. I put an 80% RPM for Georgia. I should have put 180. Uh, I don't know when he's going to commit. Probably after they host about three other offensive linemen this weekend they want, including Brandon Baker. It's probably all kind of set up. But Nyer Daniels is going to Georgia. Uh, just a, a reminder
0: to folks, uh, if Jerry and I will definitely be doing spot uh, updates here on Texas football uh, videos this weekend, particularly if there are commitments or big news, uh, make sure you subscribe and like the videos uh, so that you'll get an automatic notification when they come up. As well, all right. Can we
3: can we we ask how how much does it impact um, that Georgia is probably going to take Nair Daniels with that other mammoth sized offensive tackle from Georgia that you mentioned a a couple minutes ago?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I I I think Texas in a a a good spot for Brandon Baker right now. Um,
3: We'll see what happens. What about what what about that huge one from Daniel Calhoun? Yeah, 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 yeah. Does he become okay. more likely to come to Texas if Nair Daniels goes to Georgia or the Georgia just um, gets both of them?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, th- I think that's kind of the battle right now is, is who's going to get two of those guys and who's going to get one, but I'm not sure Brandon Baker's going to Georgia period. I, I, I think Texas, Oregon, Ohio state are all ahead of uh, Georgia starting this weekend visit. Um, so we'll see Daniel Calhoun is going to Georgia or Texas. I, I mean, I think an aisle is a factor in that one, honestly. Jerry. So, I'm, I'm checking something.
3: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase that's shopify.com slash special offer
2: it's only a kick (laughs) a jump (laughs) a block it's only a serve (laughs) it's only a tackle (laughs) a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas
0: This can't be true. Um, uh, Matt, uh, I, I need you to check something. Somebody is saying that someone has passed away. The AM
1: defensive line coach?
0: I don't know if this is true, so I feel bad even mentioning it, but uh, someone's saying that. Uh, Matt, our producer, I'm speaking to you. Um, okay. Thank you. I appreciate that, Matt. Uh, let's uh, wait. Uh, it, it's
1: later. Terry Price. Is it true? Uh, that's let, let me say, man, this so, is
0: that's horrible. I hate this. Or Elijah, I mean, that's that's horrible if true. Let's let's keep going though, Jerry. We'll come to Matt, will keep looking for, for that for us, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, let's keep going here. Um, this from David Williams The above is a good question. With so many of the offensive linemen visiting this weekend that are apparently takes, where does Michael Uni out of Cop Cove? Stan with coach flood in Texas
1: outside looking in Jerry. Yeah. Outside looking in, um, you know, Kyle flood, if you look at his record track records, never signed an offensive lineman. It didn't take an official visit. So unless something happens in the fall with you, um, I don't think that one's happening with Texas. And I, I, I think, I think Texas is, you know They've recruited Uini, but maybe I'm not sure they prioritized him over Daniel Cajon, Brandon Baker, and some of those guys.
0: Okay, got it. All right, uh, we'll keep going here and getting questions in. Uh, we do not have an update at this point uh, on the other thing we just talked about. Uh, Matt will break in with me and let me know when that uh, is uh, confirmed or denied. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. All right, Xavier Delgado, does uh, potential Kobe Black commitment have enough pull to be the recruiting spark we need for this weekend, Jerry. Is it Kobe Black or is it? I mean, I get the feeling that so many of these guys, it's not necessarily yeah. one following the other. They're all highly ranked, so yeah, all of them are just kind of a, a mix among the others as far as just how good they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there's no Pied Piper for Texas in this class. I mean, Kobe Black's a tremendous prospect. He's not a Jonte Cook personality, right? Um, the Pied Piper in a class is, 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 Colin Simmons. He's an alpha male. Um, but you got to remember a lot of these other highly ranked guys, Terry Bussey's from Timpson, um, Kobe Black's from Waco, uh, Connolly. I mean, Dominic McKinley's from a and definitely not, uh, a, a kid who interacts a lot with other prospects. Um, so it, it's really Colin Simmons. Now I'll say this. I think Jarrett Gibson is a very popular guy with other recruits. He, he's been on the radar a long time. He's got an unbelievable, really good personality. He's at IMG Academy. I, I think if he commits to Texas this weekend, that will kind of rock. Uh, that'll shock, shock it, not shock people, but that'll, that'll get it going a little bit. And that doesn't hurt. Obviously with other IMG guys, I mean, there's four IMG guys taking official visits to Texas this weekend. And I think Jarrett Gibson of all those guys maybe has the best personality is maybe the most known guy because he's been on the radar so long. And he's a national recruit. I'm going to take this question next. Uh, why are a
0: lot of DL recruits underranked? Just I just swing the, at that one, Bobby. I know this one. I'm gonna let, I want Ian to also chime in. But here's the answer. They're not sexy. You know, run-plugging defensive linemen are needed, but they're not, you know, that's why they go in the third, fourth, fifth round and still play 10 years in the league. Right.
1: I mean, that's kind of the issue.
3: Ian, your thoughts. Uh, Jerry, do you have an answer here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. As is being part of rankings. I, so yeah. it's twofold. The the great defensive lineman, the Colin Simmons of the world, the Albert Haynesworth of the world. They're really good at a young age and all they have to do is not screw it up. Right. <laughs> it's still a developmental position and a late developing physical position. Um, these guys physically like offensive lines, the latest, I think the interior defensive line second um so they're also look these also aren't the guys out on social media as much they're also not hitting the camp circuit as much they're also not out playing seven on seven football now um that's why i think what a guy like uh nathan o'neill does is so valuable with these kids now um but look i think it's a developmental position it's not Adwater water instant player so there's very few of these guys that you look at. Terrence Hibbler, for example, committed to Mississippi State on an official this weekend at Texas with his entire family, even grandma. He's a unbelievably talented uh, over the ball player. He's definitely got to develop, develop pass rush. Nathan O'Neill said it takes a long time for these guys to develop as pass rushers. And I think that's so true. Um, but I also think this I'll say one other thing is, you know, we work in, in an era where on social media, if a guy bull rushes somebody and throws them down, it gets 500,000 views. But that's not really what makes these guys great players.
3: To, I think, I think to piggyback off that and Bobby's point, if the pass rushing comes later, pass mm-hmm. rushing is what, because a lot of these rankings are designed to kind of project the NFL. That's what, that's like kind of where the rankings make their money is in projecting, Hey, look, these five stars ended up as NFL players. So, Obviously the rankings were on something and pass rush just doesn't show up at the young age very often, unless it's like a 6'5, 290 hundred ninety pound sub five Oh 40 freak. Right. Um, who will rush the passer successfully at a high school level because no one can touch him. But most of the guys, that's just not going to happen until they develop it. You wonder also if there's a little bit of fear because these guys probably bust at a higher rate than any other position. Like how, right. it's probably not another position where guys will like just kind of fail to maximize. Um.
0: This is a tough one guys for me. Uh, I've known him for a long time. Terry Price, uh, a defensive line coach from uh, Texas A&M one of two, uh, apparently has passed away according to a former player of his Reggie um, uh Rip to coach price, AKA, AKA Terry Price, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, Terry is a, a good – was a good guy, Jerry. You've oh, met yeah. him before. Um, you know, it's a lot to be said about the A&M rivalry uh, and all this other stuff. But in a time like this, uh, it's sad uh, to see that uh, happen to anyone. Uh, not – he's about my age, I think. Uh, he's originally – I think he went to Beaumont Central High School. I think remember right. him coming out as a recruit, uh, Coach Terry His Price. son plays at A&M.
3: Mm.
0: Son's on the team at wide receiver just absolutely horrible news there. Uh, Again, we don't have official news from the university, but it's not just one person uh, saying that at this time. All right. uh, Let's keep going here and and try to move on to some other stuff. Uh, Jerry, another question for you here. Does this staff take four interior guys and three edge
1: guys? At least. I mean, here's the question in recruiting in this cycle. Do you take four interior guys and if you can get TJ Lindsay, he wants to start his career outside. I mean, there you go. Could you even push it to eight? Um, I think probably not. It's a numbers game, but I think seven is probably the number it ends up being. The question will be who all – what three would be the actual edge guys? I think that's a question. I I think TJ Lindsay, Isaiah Funga are guys that maybe would start their careers outside or maybe be in more of that Jaree Bledsoe zone early in their careers and you see where it falls, where the chips fall.
0: Um, hey, let's go with a couple questions from the message boards. If you're not a subscriber to InsideTexas.com, $1 for three months right now. Uh, Jerry, a couple questions from there. Uh, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. If you had to pick a recruit that Texas has recruited since Sark has been here to add to the team on each side of the ball that went elsewhere, who would you pick? Ian, if you have an idea there on yours, you, you add in as well, okay? Hmm.
3: Yeah, I saw Harold, Perkins,
0: Harold Perkins
3: is an obvious one from
0: a Probably, past.
3: yeah. Nah. I don't even know where he fits in the I mean, I I still think that he's like Malik Jefferson 2.0 and it's gonna be a minute before he really totally puts it together. Although he seems to be doing pretty well at that. Um I, I might go David Hicks on defense, just because that's the kind of guy that's just hard to get, as we've been mentioning. Um offensively i go evan stewart easily. yeah
1: that's where i was headed
3: evan stewart is obviously amazing exceptional player would start this year for texas i don't know where but they'd have to make room for him um i guess we don't know on david hicks just yet but i was looking at defensive tackles out of the state in the last couple of years and he's kind of the only one that really stands out at the top of the rankings so
0: got it all right bobby, let's bobby you got any bobby I would have went Perkins from a pass rush perspective. Yeah. Um, I think he's a star in this system. Yeah. Uh, More than he is anything else. All right. uh, With so many high high caliber players arriving on campus this weekend, again, a question from the inside Texas message boards. How does the staff delegate time and resources to maximize the players and their families experience?
1: Yeah. So I think Texas has this down uh, precisely. I mean, Um, I can tell you that this is an all-hands-on-deck operation. Um, People would be surprised, I mean, down to the second, how they have these official visits scheduled and how they stay on schedule and um, how they get to spend all that time with parents and with uh, prospects and get them all, the position guys, have position meetings this afternoon on these visits. All the defensive linemen will be in a meeting. Uh with Bo Davis, right? Offensive linemen will be in a meeting with Kyle Flood. Um, they go to top golf tomorrow as a group, right? I mean, and then they have the kids spend time with the recruits. The parents go to Lady the Lady Bird Lake with the, the staff tomorrow night. I mean, they have this down, it's precision recruiting weekends. Uh, they know what they're doing, they're knocking these out of a out of the park. But I do not think the Texas staff struggles with time spent with prospect or uh parents on these official visits. We've never heard that complained about from a kid or a parent.
0: All right. Uh, This next one is really good. I think, by the way, if you're online with us right now and on the live stream, please add your questions to the queue and we will get to them as quickly as possible. If we have to go over a little bit today, we will do so. Um, Jerry, uh, this question for both uh, or for all of us, which 24 Texas targets and or commitments do you think we will see the biggest jump in the rankings? during or after their senior season, let's just go on three rankings. Yeah. Not industry because we can't really control or talk about that as well. I will say Christian Clark, the running back out of, uh, uh, Arizona that just committed to Texas is due for probably a big pop. Uh, once his senior season gets going and he's actually a a marquee featured guy.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a great one. Um, I, I just look at the line Jaden Jackson, um, I look at T.J. Lindsay. I mean, some of these guys you're looking at, again, um, I think are going are, are gonna to rise. I think all these kids are four-star talents. Um, so Isaiah Funga. I mean, I, I think all these guys are four-star level prospects doing this 20 years. So that's the position I'm looking at. Um, defensive back, I mean, I, that'd be hard for some of these guys. I mean, so I, I'm with you. I'm looking at running back uh, there, and I'm looking at defensive line.
3: What about that? Uh, what about that DB you mentioned, Rebel, uh, something or another? Lauren Johnson
1: like? Rebel. You know, so he's a great that I'm glad you brought that up, Ian. He, he's a great one. Somebody asked, is KJ Lacey at the Manning Passing Academy? He's at Future 50. Uh, we actually have interviews with him on the uh, live weekend thread right now. Chad Simmons did a two minute interview with KJ Lacey. So go over the Inside Texas. You can see that. It's on the big live weekend thread. Um, but, Ian, Jordan Johnson-Rebell, I think, is so interesting because he's ranked about where Jalen Catalan was. He's about Jalen Catalan's size, right? It's all the same things. You're 5'10 you you're 180, you don't run as fast as some guys. Uh, but uh, I actually posted the quotes from the coach, uh, uh, coach Miller at IMG, the head coach, his thoughts on Jordan Johnson-Rebell and that thread. He thinks he's as good a player as they have at the IMG program all around. I mean, it's the same things that were said about Jalen Catalog. I, I think he's just a really good player. I mean, if you listen to the IMG staff, uh, and there's former NFL guys on that staff, they're like, look, he can call the defense. He can cover hash the boundary. He can make plays on the ball. If we ask him to go play the run, you put him down in the box, he's as physical as a linebacker. He just knows how to play the game, and he's an instinctive player. So – He's one of those guys who I think will be underrated based on how well he plays at the next level. Um, All right.
0: One last question coming in from inside Texas message board that I want to get to (laughs) compare Mac Brown to Steve Sarkeesian as a recruiter. What are the key differences and similarities?
1: Well, uh, Mac Brown to this day is still the best recruiter I've ever been around. And I'm sure Bobby Bowden's probably close, but I'll never forget a story. And I just think recruiting's changed, right? I mean, I think Matt Brown would have been downright scary with a personnel department. <laughs> I mean, all right, Matt, here's the top 50 guys in the country. Go recruit him. I mean, did nobody want to go against Matt Brown in, the, in a living room or in a coaching office if he knew absolutely every guy to go after if he had a player personnel department? So, one, he was a little bit before that. Um I'll never forget a story. Um, Albert Hardy, Galena Park. I think he's now the offensive coordinator at Beaumont United, by the way. Um, His head coach at the time called me on his way home from the uh, Texas uh, unofficial visit in June. He said, well, Albert's going to commit. And I said, oh, that's really cool. I thought he really liked Michigan. And and I think he'd been to A&M. And I said, why did he commit? He said, I don't know. (laughs) And – and Coach basically said, Matt Brown annihilated every single program in that kid's mind without saying a negative word about any program. And Mac was like, all right, Albert, what do you want to do? would well, I want to go to Texas. Done. I mean, the kid didn't even know why he committed. He just committed. <laughs> That's a good recruiter, right, Bobby? I mean, they can't even tell you why they're going there.
0: That's completely Mac, too. It I, is. Hey, the difference, I, I want to say this about the difference, too. They have different styles. Yeah. Mac is very uh, on you when he recruits. Like, he's all about it. Uh, Sark is attentive, but he kind of lets it play out a little bit. He doesn't have this got to close now kind of thing that everybody does. Right. Um, which is a little bit different. Some people like to, they like to put people in a hot box, so to speak, right? I mean, Davo Swinney, we mentioned that. He likes to do that, just like Mac does. Um, Jimbo Fisher has liked to do that. A little bit uh so i feel like th- there's more than one uh that are in that category that that are kind of interesting all right uh, we'll keep going uh and get some more questions in here uh please do that please add them to the list we'll go to casey lane is there a shot that uh cory and gibson johnson uh jordan johnson rebel commit together given their relationship their mom's relationship and it being gibson's
1: birthday weekend Jerry, you've done I some digging try. on
0: this because yeah,
1: – Yeah, I think there's a chance they could. I, I, I'm not saying it's this weekend. Uh, those two guys are very, very tight. But gotcha. I think that I, I, it wouldn't shock me. I'll say that. Okay, got it.
0: All right, but we don't know for sure and don't want to put it out there that that's uh, definitely happening. All right, yeah. got a couple more questions coming in. Ian, for you, Ethan Burke over from David Rawls. Ethan Burke over under on sacks at four this year. God, it better be over, Ian.
3: <laughs> I mean, is he for sure gonna start?
0: He's I for sure the starter at this point.
3: At this point, before fall camp, you know. And I think well, that's I really- don't think
0: they're they're not moving Anthony Hills in fall camp to defense. Yeah, yeah, end I right.
3: know, but but they might move him there on third down when some of the best sack opportunities are. I had four is like that's a good, that's a Vegas number. You're gonna get action on both sides with that one. Ah. Uh,
1: Rice and Wyoming, Ian. Rice and Wyoming.
0: <laughs> three for, remember, Baron Sorrell got three against ULM to start off the year.
1: You wouldn't Did have guessed he, that, right?
3: He, I think he might. I think he might. But, I mean, he's going to – I mean, they had him dropping in the spring game. That's true. Um, he may not be the first guy to get there. Um, sometimes when they play teams like Rice or Wyoming, those teams, like, everything's out in a second. Is they know you're going to sack their quarterback ten times if you if they try to, although they have Rice as that uh, um, who's that quarterback there didn't they get like a legitimate quarterback there so maybe there are going to be some sack chances there I'll say I'll say over but it's tepid
0: okay fair enough Space City Wrangler comes in I'm setting the over under at eleven point five for guys visiting this weekend that will ultimately sign with Texas
1: look. Jerry, I mean this Hey, is hey, amazing. look. look I, I, I responded to him on Inside Texas on the thread and I said that would be an unbelievable weekend. I mean, there's 15 five-star, four-star prospects combined this weekend um of the 20 visitors um I mean, if Texas got 11 of the 20, I mean, that'd be a hellacious weekend. I mean, that that that's about what uh that's not quite what George is running and what Alabama at Peak Nick Saban is running, but uh, that's up there. That would be something, Jerry. I'm gonna, I'm, I've been. I've been. Oh, Rice got hey, Rice got JT Daniels, so he's. I mean, they do have a forty-five-year-old quarterback. Watch, <laughs> you know, the Achilles may break down though at some point.
3: Yeah, yeah. They may. That may be a prime hunting ground kind of game. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, Jerry. I'm going to say something about this 11.5. I I looked at it and said that's outlandish. But it's when not. I first read – because I, I this question was asked pretty early. Yeah. I was trying to – while we were doing some talking, I was trying to look down at it. It's not outlandish. No. I mean, it's not an, three offensive linemen, at least one wide receiver, at least one running back, plus the quarterback that's already committed. Zena, two or three of these defensive linemen, three or four of these defensive backs. That gets you to 11.5. That gets yeah. you to 12, I think. It's it's the point being, it's not as it's not as
1: outlandish as you and I were to right. have thought just on the the surface after looking at that question. Yeah, we um we get a a question about Ryan Wingo. If you came in, look, Texas Wingo talked this week. Uh, they've had positive conversations. I think Texas has a legitimate shot at Ryan Wingo. I'm not sitting here saying the kid's going to commit to Texas, uh, but I'll say the same thing I did. I think Sark's got a really good handle on this recruitment. You don't have Arch Manning host a wide receiver unless you have a really good handle on the recruitment. Uh, so I think Texas has a legit shot at Ryan Wingo. We'll see where it goes. He's at Missouri this weekend. Got it.
0: Um, all right. Uh, I want to say, please remember to like and subscribe this video to this video, guys. Uh, we're going to be definitely doing more updates this weekend as news comes in. Uh, obviously, as big news breaks, uh, we'll be here, and you'll get an automatic alert if you uh, do indeed like and subscribe to the videos uh, that we have. All right, I've got another question. This one's going to be for me, Big Dog Bobby. Is there a – I don't think I've ever been called that in my life. Is there a certain prospect crush you got? We know Eric's is DeAndre Robinson. I'll ask you yours too, Jerry and Ian, if you guys have one. Um, So my offensive one is Christian Clark. Just to be clear, I, I think he's a, I think he's way, way, way underrated. Uh, Jerry and I have talked about this before. I think he's actually got some things that, that uh, are pretty rare. Uh, defense is a little bit different. Um, defense for me, I'm going to go Terrence Hibbler of the guys they're recruiting. Cause I, I really went back and looked at the defensive line recruits that all came in last week and this week again, last night and this morning and I think Kibler might be the best nose prospect of that group. Maybe. I mean, I, obviously I'm not a coach that's watched and broken down every single film they have. But for those – for offense, it's Christian Clark for me. For defense, Terrence Hibbler. Jerry and
3: Ian, you guys have any? Go ahead, Ian. I'm developing one for this uh, Rubel kid. Yeah. Because I really, I really like heady, hard-hitting safeties. Um, Texas has certainly had some that have been undersized before Catalan. You know, Earl Thomas was not very big. Um, Nathan Vasher, grew up watching him, was kind of like that. I uh, feel like there's been some others as well. Those are always fun. I always enjoy those guys.
1: Yeah, you know, I guess mine is um, – I guess mine's Daniel Calhoun because I just like the thrill of the chase on this one as much as how talented of a player and tackle he is. Um, again, you know – it's more of a recruiting thing for me. Texas has no business going to Marietta, Georgia, and pulling out an offensive tackle that Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee all want right now. If they do that to charge choice and flood, get that done, that would be like my crush recruitment. I mean, that's that, that would be an amazing recruiting win.
0: I, I've got to be honest. I watched his video again this morning, and I, I literally I, I thought back to myself in high school, I, I grew a couple inches after I got to college. So I was 5'10, 175 in high school. Yeah. And I would have played offensive line or defensive line. I wasn't very athletic for football. I just, I would have got, I it, Daniel Calhoun would have obliterated me and I would have lost, I would, I would not have any ribs left when he planted <laughs> me into the ground. It is right. truly, truly unfair what he does to people. I mean, it's just, yeah borderline ridiculous. Um, all right. Hey, Jerry, question for you here from Drew. Jerry, whatever happened between Texas and Ja'Kyle Baker related to wide receiver coaching change early on in his recruitment?
1: It's a great question. Um, I, I think the the simple answer is Chris Jackson went out and looked at all these guys and liked some guys better. Um, and we're not saying – I'm not saying I necessarily agree with that. I think Ja'Kyle Baker's upside's through the roof. I think Oklahoma State – he was just at Kansas State. Oklahoma State he's been to. Um, but I, I think I, – I say watch out for that guy in two or three years. He has a huge upside. But I think the, the bottom line is they love the overall athleticism of Freddie DuBose. I mean, the, Freddie DuBose is a freak athlete now. So, I mean, that's – I think they went for that freaky athlete at wide receiver um, if, if, if in comparing those two guys. I just think Texas liked guys better at the end of the day when they went out in the value the spring. Here's a guy that, that- – I, I want to mention that we haven't
0: followed up on that much this week, Danny Okoye out of Tulsa. He was in last weekend, Jerry, uh, from Stephen Houston. Okoye is six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds, playing wide receiver for his high school team. He did a backflip during his video
1: for the university. He's a rare athlete. Uh, what's the latest on him? He was at LSU this weekend, right? Yeah, he was at LSU this week officially. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think Texas is right there for him. I think, you know, look, if it comes down to athletics and academic piece, uh, I think Texas uh, it, it can win this recruitment. I'm not saying they are. I think they can win it. It's a bit of a wild card recruitment. The mom's not going on official visits. I, I, there aren't many recruitments I've covered where it, that didn't happen. So that makes it a real wild card. I mean, obviously, she's an Oklahoma State grad. And once Danny said he wasn't going to Oklahoma State, she kind of removed the pressure. But it, it just that would be a weird one for a kid to pick a school when only really him went on the official visits. That would just be so different, and I think it's a little tougher to get a read on because of that. Uh, but look, I think Texas LSU wouldn't shock me um, if, if it comes down to that. Somebody said is from Alabama. Uh, yeah, I know he's not from the Tulsa area originally.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, Ian, you, me, Jerry, all on this. Do you guys think, and this is from Ran Rodriguez, LFC, do you think guys think Sadir Mitchell can make an impact this year? I don't think there's any question he can, uh, as a run stopper. I I I'm not so sure he won't be used on short yardage stuff almost immediately. Because he, I mean, he's just I'm not saying he's immovable, but he's darn near close.
3: Yeah, I mean that that part translates immediately. They may not need him to have a huge impact this year. But they may just play him a lot anyway just to get him ready because they will need him in, you know, before long, probably next year. In the spring game, he really was a brick wall. Um, I, I agree with you, Bobby. I think maybe you just throw him in there when you get a chance to substitute on third and one or, or goal line to get his feet wet. And uh, maybe when it gets colder, um, he might end up getting, you know, 30 snaps a game depending on – you know other factors like the health of other guys
1: he's he's the guy that goes in against rice in the fourth quarter and the rice lineman look up and like are you kidding me i mean (laughs) we just dealt with the other guys and now they're bringing this guy into the game in his first college action and he can't wait to make a play I mean, that's, that's so true. That's so true. It's not even <laughs> funny. It's like, look, you just took out the 315,
0: 320 pound guy. Now you're going to make me play against 350.
1: Right. Who's fresh and wants to <laughs> eat my dinner. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, but I think he's the sixth. I think Texas will play six defensive linemen. I think he's the sixth guy, but I, I agree with what Ian said they got to play him enough to get him ready for next year. Yep.
0: Uh, fair enough. All right. I want to say thanks again to our sponsor. Uh, this is the last sponsor read for the day. And, Uh, We appreciate him. Andy Ludicky of MyPerfectFranchise.net. Andy is able to be one of those guys that if you want to own your own business, you call him. He looks through all of the franchises, has automatic uh, information available for you to kind of go and look through those options, uh, decide for yourself which one uh, you might want, and then talks you through it, walks you through it, tells you how much uh, time it takes, how much money it costs, etc. Give him a shout at Andy, at myperfectfranchise.net, and he'll do his best uh, for you and get you set up in a situation uh, that you like. All right, uh, gonna keep going here. Got a few more questions that we gotta get uh, to before the end of the hour. What do we have here? Let's see here. This is interesting. From Stephen Houston. Jerry, Sark has already shown a knack for flipping five stars at the end of the cycle. Do you think they're going to even focus on Micah Hudson at the end of the cycle? Or is it going to be somebody maybe like a Justin Williams, a linebacker? If you notice, there's no linebackers right now that they could try to flip late in the process.
1: Yeah, I think we know these guys recruit through the whistle. They're going to keep recruiting a lot of these top guys, even if they commit elsewhere. Uh, Ty Anthony Smith, Justin Williams You named a couple of linebackers Joseph Jonah Ajani It wouldn't shock me if Texas didn't mess with him During the season I think both Justin Williams and Ajani Probably commit to Georgia after this weekend um, Maybe Justin goes to Oregon I just don't think Kirby's going to lose to Dan Lanning I just don't think he's going to allow himself to I think that one's personal um, But in a good way Not personal in a bad way Just personal in a good way um, But yeah, so I mean I don't know if Sark's really known for flipping five stars I mean, you know they got some help with Cristobal going to Oregon. I think Texas is doing some good jobs with banks behind the scenes. Um, Devon Campbell signed early, didn't tell anybody. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know if they've really flipped. Anthony Hill. Anthony, Anthony Hill, right. I mean, and, and that's more of, look, I mean, th- but that's why you're being patient in recruiting, right? I mean, if A&M season doesn't implode, Anthony Hill doesn't flip. Uh, then they had guys getting in trouble. So that, you know, but here's the thing. That's where being patient in recruiting matters. I mean, you have to be there with spots and it makes sense at the end. I mean, so I that's why I think they have the ability to is because they're patient and recruiting.
3: It's not so much flipping then, right? It's more just hanging around the rim as you like to yeah, say. Exactly.
1: That's it. Staying in the game.
0: Yep. You never right, know what's going to happen. Um Xavier Delgado with a good question here. What is what do the Texas staff have planned after the visit visit window closes? Is there another portal window? Well there actually uh, there is another visit weekend, although I think it's more like a pool party yeah. uh, that occurs in late July. I don't know if there'll be official visits, uh, but they're going to have an uh, unofficial weekend where they bring in a lot of recruits uh, to that. There will be some underclassmen involved in that, right, Jerry? Big
1: time. Like KJ Lacey told me uh, yeah, a Wednesday that he'll probably be there. The uh, question is, is Ryan Williams going to be there with him? I guess we'll find out in about a month. <laughs> there is one more portal window that people
0: don't really talk about, and that's grad transfers. Right. Right. So there are some guys that are going to be out there that are finishing up their degrees through, through summer. Okay. Not just at Texas, but elsewhere uh, most, most specifically. So could Texas potentially reach out and uh, go with a portal guy that way that ends up being a grad student in Texas? Yes. Is there anyone out there that I can you know definitely say is, is a guy for Texas right now?
1: No, I, I don't know of anybody. Uh, in that uh, situation or situation. Somebody or has the plan for tight end. Jordan Washington, Langham Creek commits uh, July 4th. I think that's Texas over Texas a and big right now. All right. Uh, thank you, Jerry. One
0: more question here. Uh, Jordan Ross, young man uh, out of the Southeast, uh, Alabama, uh, or Neto Umeo-Zulu, uh the defensive end, younger
1: brother of Neto Umeo-Zulu, uh out of Allen. Jerry, is it an either or, or is it a both? I don't think they would turn Ross away if he wanted to commit. I, I think that's the reality. He's number 26 player in the country. Uh, mom's in education. Academic's a huge piece. They had some issues with uh, American Airlines light, late getting in on their visit last weekend, didn't get home till 2 a.m. Not Texas's fault, but they missed a little bit of that entire official visit experience. Uh, but I think Texas is, is swinging away at that one. Uh, Florida, Georgia, he's at Tennessee this weekend, which a lot of people thought was – the leader early. Alabama's trying to get in again late right now, but I think the kid's just more sold on leaving the state for college. Um, I think Florida uh, has a good shot because of the academic-athletic combination, and, and, and I think that's what gives Texas a fighting chance in this. The question is, Is will, they, will this end before the season, or if it goes into the fall, I think they'll be back for a game.
0: Got it. Uh, one last note. This comes courtesy of uh, Justin Wells, who's texting us uh, as we're talking here, Justin was on with us at the very start of this live stream. He just texted Colin Simmons is in, in Austin. Yeah. Uh, the defensive end out of Duncanville again, 20 players, 20 official visitors this weekend for the university of Texas. Uh, we also want to say uh, our condolences to Terry price uh, and the Aggie family, the defensive line coach, just horrible news there. He has passed away today. Uh, really sad. Uh, you know, anytime, you just hate to hear that young guy, relatively young. Uh, so uh, we wish uh, all our thoughts are to him and his family uh, for sure. Uh, also uh, reminder, please subscribe to this video in case you want to get updates over the weekend. And please consider a subscription to inside It's where everything's going. Oh boy. Somebody's trying to get us to stay Jerry by doing a super chat. <laughs> we got to do this from Texas boy. What's more important going into 24, replacing a QB and right tackle or the D-line getting most of these guys this weekend?
1: Uh, it's D-line uh, to me. I mean – They've got a QB coming. Yeah. Whether
0: it's Malik or Arch, they're going to yeah.
1: be fine at quarterback if yep. they have
0: to replace Quinn Ewers. Yeah,
1: and right tackle, I mean, I, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about Kyle Flood. He's got options. He's got players. Um, mm-hmm. and to me, it's just filling the D-line, getting three or four guys. And I think the key with this is it's not just signing four defensive linemen. It's at least two or three of those are early enrollees. Because I think that's going to be a key. Um, You look at it, Jaden Jackson early enrollee, T.J. Lindsey early enrollee. I believe Alex January is at Duncanville. Um, Deontre Robinson's an early enrollee, or he should be. I mean, so you look at this, and it's not just about signing four guys in December. It's about having at least half to three of those guys be at Texas in January so they can get these guys prepared to be players as, as freshmen and be, be able to really help in the rotation. So it's not just the numbers. It's also when they're going to enroll that's big in this class.
0: All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's uh, live stream, Longhorn live stream sponsored by Andy Ludeke. Uh Thanks uh, there to Texas Dirty Boy for the super chat. We appreciate that. Uh, that'll be a – I don't know if it'll be a six-pack, but it'll be a couple of brews, some which way for one of us uh, later today. Uh, For Ian Boyd and Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been Friday's Longhorn Live Stream. Welcome.